So I'm excited about this next series that we start today. It's, and we're going to call it According to His Purpose. According to His Purpose. Uh, today we're going to be, it's, I, I, think, I think it's apropos that we sing about uh, the Father's love and how good of a Father He is to us. Uh, because we're going to be talking about the Father's gifts. There's some gifts that the Father gives us. Uh, but, but before we do that, uh, let me say I, I so enjoyed us uh, diving into the Say What series that we kicked off the year with. Uh, I, I ate off of it. I was fed from the Word of God and, and being able to, to teach it. Uh, you know, that one of the quickest ways to maturity is through your tongue. We learned that in the book of James. He said, if I, could, if I can learn to control my tongue, James said, then I can control every facet of my life. And I could be perfect, lacking nothing. So, so one of the quickest ways to learn to mature is to learn to just watch what we say. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Uh, and, and that's what God spoke to us going into this year is that he was going to perfect the church. He wanted to perfect us. He wanted us to, to be perfected means to become more like him. So I'm excited. By the end of the year, we're going to be a little bit more like him. Now we're going to be perfecting. We're going to be being perfected until perfection comes, until we are in his presence. For now, Paul says that we look through a glass darkly or just everything seems hazy. We're trying to learn things. But, but when perfection comes, when we're in his presence, we will see him just as he is and we will know him just as we are known. Uh, so, so the next phase in our perfection deals with purpose, according to his purpose. Now, our key verse that we'll, you're going to be hearing quite a bit of over the next several weeks, Romans 8, 28 tells us this, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God. How many of you love God today? Let me, get, let me see you, all right? Well, hey, you can get excited because everything in your life, he's going to he causes everything, everyone say everything, to work together for the good of those who love God. So that means all the awesome things happening in your life right now, all the lousy things happening in your life right now, just don't, don't sweat it because he's going to cause everything to work for good because you love him. And also for those who are called according to his purpose for them. You have been called into the kingdom of God. Not just because oh, I was a sinner. I was a sinner and he saved. By grace he saved me. I was the lost sheep. And I just that, Well, yes, that is part of it. But if you are here in the kingdom of God, there's a reason for it. He called you because he, he had a purpose for you. There's a reason. If you woke up today and you're breathing, there's a reason for it. You have a purpose. Every single one of you sitting on a pew who have faith in Christ, you didn't choose him. He chose you. You can't even take credit for the faith that you have in him because he's the one that gave you the faith to believe in him, Paul said. So if you have faith in him, you are called by him. It is for one reason, and it's according to his purpose. I've got a plan for you, so I need you to step up, is what he said. I'm calling your name. Come on down. You're the next contestant. The kingdom is right. 
He called you because he's got a reason. He's got a purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm repeating it because I want it to set in. Because somewhere along the lines in the Western church, it's been a matter of, I believe in Christ, so I want to keep God happy. So I'm going to go to church on Sunday and check a box, say, there you go. I went to church. I did my duty. I showed up at church, sang a few songs, listened to the preacher, paid my tithes, check. Keep the big man upstairs happy. God's happiness is not dependent on whether you show up or not. He's happy, trust me. Never been happier. Your success in the kingdom, your purpose is dependent on whether you show up to what he's called you to do, right? Purpose. Let's talk about purpose. You've got to know the purpose of things. It's important. Uh, you know, why, why are you even walking with the Lord if you're not aware of what your purpose is? Say, well, there's, a, there's probably a lot of us in here that aren't aware of what our purpose is. That's all right. I'm hoping over the next few weeks that if you don't discover your purpose, you're at least on, on the road to discovering your purpose. There was once a rich man who was determined to give his mother a birthday present that would outshine all others. He, he read of a bird that had a vocabulary of 4,000 words, could speak in numerous languages, and sing three operatic areas. He immediately bought the bird for $50,000 and had it delivered to his mother. The next day, he phoned to see if she had received the bird. He said, Mother, what did you think of the bird? She replied, Thank you. It was delicious. <laughs> you need to know what the purpose was. <laughs> Christian, yes, Cajun. There you go. <laughs> Christians without a purpose are a little like Alice in the fairy tale Alice in Wonderland. In a conversation between her and the Cheshire cat, Alice asked, would you tell me, please, which way I ought to go from here? The cat responded. He said, well, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to. She said, I don't much care where. Then he said, well, I guess it just doesn't matter which way you go then. And that's how a lot of modern Christians are, just kind of going this way, that way, this way, this way, rather than following the word of God. The author Charles Kingley once said, we act as though comfort and luxury were the chief requirements of life when all that we need to make us really happy is something to be enthusiastic about. Let me tell you something. You can get excited about his purpose for you, even if you don't know what it is. Just knowing, Lord, I know you got a purpose for me. I know you got a purpose for me. Matter of fact, this is one thing to get excited about. Hebrews 13, 20 through 21, in Paul's benediction, he says this, Now may the God of peace, who brought up, the dead, uh, brought up from the dead our, our Lord Jesus, the shepherd of the sheep, and ratified the eternal covenant with his blood, may he, in other words, may God equip you with all you need for doing his will. This can, you can get excited about. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. This is the exciting thing. God has called you to a purpose. There's a reason why he called you, each and every single one of you. None of us are exempt from this. 
But the incredible thing is if, because he's called you, he equips you. He, he gives you what we're going to call gifts. You have gifts, every single one of you. We're going to discover some different type of gifts. But you know, here's, here's the status of a lot of Christians, man. They, they're born into the kingdom, and then they show up. They're walking around. they got a hammer in one hand, a toothbrush in the other hand, and a, and a nine iron shoved in their belt. <laughs> and they come wandering in. Woo, I got saved. Awesome. I don't know what these things are. Well, they're gifts. What do I do with them? I, I don't know, but you're going to find the need. That's gonna, you're going to figure out. Wait, hang on. I got a toothbrush. <laughs> you know? Oh, hang on. I got an iron iron. <laughs> hang on. I got, you know, th- that's the state. We, we realize we have some things. We just, where, where do I put them to use? Now, here's the wonderful things. There's a lot of, you know, you may show up with a hammer in your hand. Well, there's a lot of things a hammer can do rather than just hammer nails on the wall. It can actually take nails out of the wall. You, know, you can lay floor with it. You can pull up floor with it. There's all kind of things that you can. So, so that's the wonderful thing about gifts is, man, they fit a lot of needs. And so over the coming weeks, we're going to talk about some gifts. Uh, matter of fact, there's, there's a survey. The, the ladies have already done this at the women's retreat. Uh, even if you've done this, I encourage you to do it again because sometimes you learn more about yourself. Uh, there's a survey that we have that, that we'll pass out here in the next few weeks. Uh, for you to discover some of your gifts or, or maybe even confirm some of your gifts. And, and our, our goal is to help all of us discover what gifts God's given us or, or maybe affirm and confirm those gifts. And then maybe the, hopefully the Holy Spirit will allow us to learn how to start applying them to his kingdom. If you're a member here at Gathering Church, we, we're going to encourage you to apply them in some capacity to Gathering Church. If all of us were working together, it wouldn't be a whole, well, the load would be pretty easy, right? Uh, you know, the, the chairs get put away, uh, just as an example, the chairs get put away at about uh, three minutes time, five minutes time, right? Because there's about 20, 30 of you that are grabbing chairs, putting them away, right? Usually there's one or two people setting them up, <laughs> and it takes quite longer. It's that way across the board with all needs. If a bunch of us are doing things and, and being used of God, boy, things get done really quick and really easy. If it's just a few of us, there's a little bit of a load. And yet God has called, we're going to find over the coming weeks, God has called each of us to do something, not to, to glorify us, say, hey, look at me. I got this responsibility. I get to wear this title. But, but our job is to nourish and uplift each other. We're going to find that in Scripture, that he gives you gifts for the sake of blessing others. You get to bear fruit, of the, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, right? You ever realize that trees don't eat their own fruit? <laughs> trees bear fruit, others get to eat. So when you bear fruit in your life, it's not for you. It's to be a blessing to everyone else. And, and some of you are going to learn about uh, offices and positions that God may have called you to. And it's not so that you can get a big head and say, ooh, I'm in this office or this position. It, it's so that you can serve and bless everyone. Not just here in this fellowship, but, but also out, out in the greater kingdom. Amen? Amen? It's exciting. It's exciting. Offices and titles. You know, 
I, I get to wear a fun title around here, senior pastor. Say, so, ooh, that sounds really important. I get, I'm the senior pastor. I, of course, senior, I don't know about I, I don't know if I like that name or not these days. The whiter my hair gets, I don't know if I like senior pastor. Well, that means, okay, then I get to be kind of the head of all the pastors. we got a wonderful pastoral staff. Well, the word pastor simply means shepherd in Latin. It just means shepherd. That means we walk around, we smell like sheep. And we got a lot of sheep dung on our, between our toes and on our sandals, right? Because we're dealing with sheep. Not too glorious, is it? <laughs> so, so you can't get a big head just because God has called you to certain titles or positions or whatnot. So let's get into this. Let's talk about these gifts. There's different kind of gifts. This is what's really cool. Uh, let's talk about the Godhead for a second. Uh, uh, God manifested in three different persons, three different offices, three different ways to manifest. We all know it, right? What are the three offices of God, the three persons of God? There's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? And, and whatever vernacular you want to use, you know, we, we all come from a plethora of different uh, uh, church backgrounds. I remember as a kid watching debates where people were debating over semantics. They didn't want to use the word persons. They wanted to use manifestations. They didn't like this, that, all this stuff. You know, ultimately, here we are finite beings using finite language to describe an immortal, infinite God. <laughs> you know, so uh, I don't know if it's worth fighting over. But, but the best that we know how to describe God per scripture is to, to see him in the, in the forms of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And yet, in all three facets, this is what's incredible about God. In all three facets, the Father gives gifts. The Son gives gifts. The Holy Spirit gives gifts. That's pretty cool. And they all serve a different purpose. And yet, we all receive gifts from all three persons or facets or manifestations of God to fulfill a specific reason in our life. And that reason is his purpose that he's called us to. So let's look at this. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6. This is Paul talking, and he's about to, throughout the rest of the chapter, he deals with gifts, predominantly gifts of the Spirit. But look, look how he divides this up. This is really cool. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts. So he's talking about gifts. What kind is he mentioning right here? Spiritual gifts. So gifts that pertain to being active in your spirit, in your spirit man, right? There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit. Now, what, what are we talking about with capital S? We're talking about the Holy Spirit. So there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Holy Spirit is the source of them all. So we see that the Holy Spirit has gifts that he gives, right? Verse 5, there are different kinds of service. We're still talking about gifts. So there are service gifts, gifts that pertain to service. But we serve the same Lord. Well, who is, who is Lord? Jesus. Jesus is Lord, or the Son, right? So we have, there are gifts of the Son, and they pertain to Christ came as a servant. His gifts are of a serving nature, right? Verse 6, God works. Now, when he says God, who is Paul talking about as a Jew? So about the creator, the father, right? 
So God works in different ways. He's got this plethora of ways that he works, but it is the same God or Father who does the work in all of us. All of us. All of us. Those of us who are good, those of us who are scoundrels. All. The Father has some gifts that applies to all. That's what we're going to concentrate on today. First of all, so we see that there are gifts, gifts of the Father. We're going to learn that they're called grace gifts or accomplishing gifts. Gifts of the Son, service gifts, gifts of the Holy Spirit, spiritual gifts. Okay? We're going to learn about these. Today we're going to talk about gifts of the Father really quick. There we are. Got it all highlighted so you can see. Romans chapter 12, verse 6 through 8, Paul actually lists out some categories. Ironically, he's talking about Father God, and he lists out seven categories. It's interesting because it's the number of God, seven. Now, I don't think he's trying to give an exhaustive list. I think these categories are very broad, and I think you can fit a lot of things within these categories. But while we go through this, I want you to look at yourself and ask yourself, self, which of these do I think God has given me? Because we just saw that God gives everybody, the Father gives everyone gifts. And we're going to find out why they're grace gifts. So starting with verse 6, in his grace, talking about God, in, in, in the Father's grace, what is grace? Unmerited favor, unearned favor. So he's going to give these gifts, not because anyone deserved it, not because anyone did anything, right? You're going to meet people that are lousy, rotten people. Yeah, they're going to have some gifts activated in their life. <laughs> they're like, that had to come straight from God, right? So in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God, we're talking about the Father, so if the Father has given you he starts listing them out. The ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has been give, has, has given you. Now we're going to find out the Holy Spirit actually, uh, the, the, the Son and the Holy Spirit within those offices, there are giftings of prophecy as well. This particular gifting of prophecy can also be interpreted. Uh, uh, if, if you look at the translations, some translations will actually say uh, per, perception, Okay. And, and to an extent, that's kind of what prophecy is. Prophecy isn't just about telling the future or anything like that. Sometimes it's perceived, if you're going to prophesy the word of God, you're perceiving what God's heart is and you're going to speak it out. But you can also perceive some other things in life as well. We'll get into it in just a second, all right? We're all still, everyone's still with me? Uh, verse 7, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If your gift is giving, give generously. If God has given you the leadership, leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So these are basically the, the, the seven categories that Paul lists out as gifts that have graciously come from the Father. Uh, they are gifts, they said, to accomplish or to, to assist in getting things done. 
these gifts, most of these gifts, you, you really kind of receive at birth. You know, people, and we phrase it that way. Man, that guy's just been born with a gift of this. That guy's been born with a gift of that. Well, look at these categories and start asking yourself, okay, which, which ones, uh, you know, look, you know you. You know you better than anyone else because you've spent more time with you than anyone has, right? So ask yourself, which ones of these, I, I know God's given me some natural ability. So we're going to start there today with your purpose. First of all, what natural abilities has God given you? Perceiving. Now, we, we, it's translated as prophecy. It can also be translated as perception. Troubleshoot. Has any, anyone a good troubleshooter? Have you ever known someone that can take a look at something and say, Hal, you're, you're one of them. You can take a look at something and go, oh, wait a minute, I see what's going on here. Here's the problem, Right? Anyone here like a mathematician? Oh, we got, well, we got one. Cassie's a mathematician. Let, let me tell you something. I got to pray for my attitude about y'all. I was a grade ahead in language arts all through high school, right? Finished my, wrote my senior paper my junior year. Man, math, I was praising God. If I made a B, I was having revival. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Made a B. Uh, my brother, my brother, who's gone to be with the Lord, he, my brother never studied a day in his life, but he made straight A's. He just look at things, and it made sense. He could just perceive. It was a natural gift, right? Some people, some people on the job, there's some engineers that way. They'll look at, you know, a machine's breaking down, and he looks, oh, well, here's a problem. Design flaw, bam. What is it? That's perception. It's a prophetic gift. There's a lot of business folks that can, oh, we need, we're at point A, we got to get to point B. Oh, I see the direct route. I see the best route to get to point B. And they can perceive and map it out. Some people are just born with that ability. Some of you here in this room have that ability. God's given it to you, not just so you can be successful for your home, but so you can be successful in the kingdom. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, if you've given me this, the, the gift of perception of prophecy, help me. Help me to utilize it for your kingdom. Serving. Serving. Now, we've all volunteered at times to, to do some service, whether it's at our kids' school or whether it's for charity events or even if it's at church. But understand this. God did not call us to volunteer. God called us to serve in his kingdom. <laughs> He's not looking for volunteers in his kingdom. But there are some people who are just have an incredible gift to serve. They just know how to open up their home and serve or just show up someplace and they just instantly can start helping to serve. You know, I, I tend to cook, right? I do a lot of cooking and I enjoy doing that. That comes from a grandma and my mom, man. We cook way too much food and then we like to feed people. Now, setting it up and serving it, man, I, I need some help. Otherwise, it's going to be kind of clunky, right? But there are some folks, thank God, God always sends someone with natural serving ability that knows how to set up the assembly line. For food, but it goes beyond just food service. Some people just naturally know how to take care of situations and other people. You know, uh, I've seen incredible, successful uh, 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 public speakers, but they always have somebody beside them who's really kind of keeping things organizing and serving them, not to glorify them, 
but just to help prop them up. Some of you have that incredible gift. Uh, Karen Cordova has an incredible natural gift to serve. And, and she, her, her degree is, is uh, in, in business lends for that, but it shows up. She shows up Sunday morning, man, and if she sees a need, she's, she's taking care of it, whether it's making coffee, setting up tables, setting up flags, doing what I mean, she, chairs, man, she'll, the only thing she has to, she has to make me get the top chairs down for her because she's like, I, I can't get that. So, uh, but, and she does it with such a fun heart and a smile, and you can tell, well, she's in her element, and it's natural for her, right? Now, some people serve, and it's not natural, right? They'll serve, and they do a good job. They get a little grumpy about it. <laughs> it just means that they're not, it's not a natural thing for them, right? Teaching, teaching. Not, we're not just talking about teaching Bible study. Everything, life is one big giant teacher, isn't it? Some, there are parents who are phenomenal teachers that train their kids. And then there are parents that you go, whoo, Lord, help that kid to get to 18, right? <laughs> right? Because it's not necessarily a natural thing for it. It doesn't mean that they don't love their kid. Just some, some folks are natural teachers. Some folks are phenomenal trainers on their job. And they just naturally do it. They see a new person come in. Their boss doesn't ask them to, but they just naturally, oh, hey, let me help you there. Let me, let, me, let me help you through this. Let me fix it. Some of you get assigned to mentor folks on your job. Some, you know, you can walk through any school and walk past any class. And, you know, there are some people that are there collecting a paycheck. But then there are some people who are just phenomenally gifted teachers, right? We all had that. Praise God. In college, God sent me a wonderful, he was from Sicily. He was a Sicilian and a former NASA mathematician. And the way he taught math, it made sense. Man, I made straight A's in math in college because of this guy. He opened it up. And actually, it was a spiritual thing. He's like, this is God's law, math. God created this. If you figure this formula out, it works on Earth and it works in, on Pluto because God created it. Oh, man, this makes sense. You know? uh, it was phenomenal. He was, a, he was gifted in teaching. Encouraging. Man, we got some folks that are just gifted and encouraged. You ever, you ever gone out to eat with someone and you've been so down and struggling? You don't even have to talk about your problems. You can just talk about whatever. But after eating with that person, you just walk away and you, man, everything's going to be all right. I just feel much better. Why? Because they got this incredible natural gift of encouragement. It came from God. Some of you have it. Some of you don't have it, praise God. I'll tell you that. No. <laughs> But some of you have it, you know? Uh, even Some of you, even when you express concerns, you're so sweet about it that I almost, I man, I enjoy you expressing concerns to me. Some of you compliment me, and I don't want you to compliment me anymore, man. Just please don't compliment me anymore. I feel worse now, you know? By the time, you know, well, it just means that you don't have the gift of encouragement. <laughs> but you may have an incredible gift of giving, Giving some folks, now we all give to what we can, right? And some folks are just gifted with it. Uh, Mike and Hazel Simons, he was a pastor out of the Waco area. Actually, he used to own his own television network. Uh, powerful man of faith, him and his wife. And, and man, Pastor Mike Simons could make money. Man, that guy knew how to make money. Not off church people. <laughs> he wasn't one of those. He always had uh, side jobs going on. And man, he just understood economics and could just, had a gift to make money. 
And God would bless him like crazy. And yet he would give it. uh, His wife, Hazel, told me twice in their marriage, he had accumulated quite a bit, uh, uh, a little over a million dollars in savings. That's quite a feat, right? Especially for a preacher. And, And all from just side jobs that he would do. And all of a sudden, she would be woken up. Mike would, hey, Hazel, wake up. Say, what? God just woke me up and told me to empty out our savings and give it to so-and-so who's trying to plant that mission over in uh, Africa or in South America, you know, with the orphan or orphanage and this and that. And, uh, and Hazel, she just goes, okay. And she rolls back over and goes to sleep. And yeah, they would, the next day it would be emptied out. And yet God would bless them again. Well, what's that? It's a gift of giving, you know? Man, I got faith. I don't know if I got that much faith yet, right? <laughs> you know, the Lord have to, he'd have to deal with me a little bit more than just waking me up in the middle of the night, right? And yet, yeah, this guy's, some people just have that. Not just money, you know, we, all of us know people that are constantly, you know, you go over to their house, they're like, hey, you know what, you want this? I just had this, you know? Uh, you know, I, had someone, so, you know I, I, I saw this the other day. I didn't know who I was supposed to buy it for, but I think I, I, think I bought it for you or whatever. You know, um, my, my daughter, Lily, uh, she's almost 12 years old now. Eee, how'd that happen? Um, but she's been that way. We brought her home from Taiwan when she was a year old. At six years old, this has been her heart. At six years used to, when she was little, if I ran up to Tom Thumb, she got in good with all the people that worked in the bakery because she could go get a free cookie, right? And that would kind of keep her occupied. So I'd always have to take her over there, and she'd sit there and kind of wave out, and they're like, and they all knew her by name. Hey, Lily. Well, one time, a lady gave her a whole container of cookies. She was ready for it. She goes, I've been waiting for you all day, Lily. Whole container. And my child did not need the whole container of, and so I was trying to tell her, oh, no, 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 we only need one. Trust me, we only need one. And she goes, no, no, she took it. Well, so she hopped out of the, the, the cart and was walking along, and I was like, Lily, you do not, you do not need to eat those cookies. And she was Dad, I'm fine, I'm fine. Six years old. What she did is she went through the whole store and found other children and passed out cookies. Now, that was without my prompting, right? That was, she, well, what is it? And to this day, she's the, still the same way. If she has something, she will, she'll give it. If her friend's like, oh, I really like that. Well, here, take it. It's a gift. It's a gift of giving. Some of you here have that gift. Start there and finding what your purpose is. Uh, leading, leading. Natural born. You ever said, man, he's a natural born leader. She's a natural born leader. They may be some of the biggest jerks on the planet, but man, can they lead, <laughs> right? Well, what is that? It came from God. It's a gift of the Father. It's a natural ability. Mercy and kindness. Some, some translations say mercy, some say kindness. The gift of kindness. You ever met someone who's just... They're not pushovers, but man, they, they're just nice. And they should have retaliated when you were a jerk to them, but they didn't. They're just nice. I've seen folks in the church like that. I've seen folks out of the church like that. I've seen a lot of folks in the church that definitely don't have that gift <laughs> in my, my, since my childhood. <laughs> So, so just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're, going, you're operating in that gift. You ought to. But, but some of us here have this phenomenal, incredible gift of mercy and kindness. 
So I want to encourage you today. Start praying this week, Lord, show me my purpose. And don't even be consumed with, I don't know what my life purpose is. Well, I don't even know what my life purpose is, man. We don't even know how long our life is. Tomorrow's not promised. Man, I hope I'm here for a whole long time on this planet. But I don't even know if I'll be here by the end of tomorrow, right? None of us do. Your purpose is for right now. There was a time I, for 13 years, I served as youth pastor of the church I attended, my home church, and lived and breathed teen ministry and thought, Lord, this is what you created me to be. And one day he said, he, he had called me into youth ministry and then he called me out of youth ministry, as they say, right? Uh, one day it was over. He was done with that. And I, I served for the next eight years. I served a different purpose. And then one day he called me out of that. He called me over here to serve as senior pastor. And I hope it's for a long time. But at the same time, he may say, hey, Dave, you took it as far as you can go. I got somebody else to take it. Okay, well, then what's my purpose? Whatever he purposes for then. Purposes tend to be seasonal in life. So don't get consumed with, I don't know what my life purpose is. Well, what's your purpose right now? Well, I don't know. Well, hey, let's find out. Let's start here. What are some of the natural gifts that the Father's given you? We're going to learn you got some gifts that the Son's given you, and you got some gifts that the Holy Spirit comes with when He shows up in your life. But let's start here. These are gracious gifts because you were born with them. You didn't even have time to earn them. You were just born with some natural abilities. This week, pray, Lord, help me identify which ones. Let's all stand. Look at that big exhale from some of y'all. Whew. The pastor asked me to stand. This is good. If the musicians will make their way back up here. Amen. I'm excited for all of you because you have been called to a purpose. And some of you have even been praying, hey, Lord, let me find out how can I, how can I serve my local church? Some of you are going to be able to serve in capacities that others can't. Everyone's got different schedules. Everyone's got different time allotments. Some of you may say, look, I, man, I, I can give about 10 minutes a week. Well, praise God. I'll take it. <laughs> Others of you, man, you, you serve faithfully in so many different ways that I'm like, man, how do you have time for this? You know, yet, yet that's what you do for the Lord. Uh, and all of it is designed, we'll find out, like I said, to encourage each other. So be encouraged today because God's called a lot of servants in this house and if there's a lot of servants, there's going to be a lot of encouragement and built, building up. Amen. Let's all pray. Father, I love you. I thank you so much for your purpose and for your desire and your plan in our life. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you begin to help us to identify what our call, our purpose, our design is. Because you fitly join us together as a body. Each ligament, each joint, each bone placed exactly where it needs to be in your body. So help us to identify what this season holds for us, how we are to serve, how we are to grow in you, and then give us the honor of being utilized by you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me bless you real quick. May the Lord... Bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship together one more time as a family.